welcome to Rich is Not a Four-Letter Word, the podcast for your wallet. I'm Jerry Willis with the Fox Business Network, and we are talking about the college admissions scandal today with Rob Franick. He is editor-in-chief of the Princeton Review, who has, I'm sure, a thing or two to say about this. You and I have talked about education a lot through the years. Yeah. This is astounding. Yeah. Your first reaction to the story that 50 people have been arrested for bribery, bribing uh, uh, bribing officials for faking results on tests, standardized yeah. tests, your reaction? Despicable, deplorable. I mean, when, we, and when we've talked about college admission in the past, we've talked about the quantitative metrics and the qualitative metrics, not you know, sort of hoodwinking that system and bribing both testing centers as well as admission folks or athletics through admissions, uh, you know, to get to get students way. I mean, I, I am just overwhelmed by You this. sound flabbergasted, yeah. but my question is, how could we have not... It sounds like it was pervasive, that it was happening in a lot of places, yeah. and I keep hearing we're going to hear more names. Everybody's talking about who's next to yeah. come out in this bribery scandal. I hear you. What, what doesn't surprise me, and, and when we've spoken in the past about Princeton Review, it, it, the idea of so much stress in the process. We know students yeah. are stressed over the amount of debt. We know they're stressed over the SAT and ACT, over filling out college admission applications, but I felt like this process was still a qualitative and a quantitative human process that three million students who are college-bound this year are going through, not just to select few who might be blessed and wealthy, to actually to actually well, you know, circumnavigate that system. To that point, yeah. okay, you know, we talk to a lot of mom and dads out there, Absolutely. their kids are they're trying to get into schools, the price tag on these college educations through the roof. Yep. The most recent number is twenty six thousand for an out of state public school, thirty five thousand. $35,000 for one year of a private college. Totally area. What can you tell Americans about, you know, the fairness of college admissions? Is it fair? It sounds like not fair at all. Well, I, t- I totally hear And I could understand how people could come to that conclusion. But just to sort of level set this, 3 million students are college-bound this year. 70% of them will get into their first-choice schools. Between 70 and 80% will go to their home state, their home public university, right? So now we're talking about a cohort of about 100 prestigious, great brand-name schools that we all hear about. That, that everybody are named some wants of this to get into. And totally so here. think about it. For every one of these folks who paid their way in the front door, yeah. Yeah. Somebody who was really deserving is not getting in. They are the victims, right? They are the students that are victims that were deferred or rejected outright who, who uh, you know, had exceptional credentials, but then these folks with dishonest credentials taking their spots. And I feel like this is what I'm going to be listening to for dean and directors of admission to be talking about what is the new visibility in college admission wow. going to be in the next year and years. Reform? Will we get some kind of reform? Will colleges step up? Because let's face it, yeah. I think the reality of this is... Yeah. If you were, say, even a high school advisor to these high school students, you knew that some of these kids were getting into schools that they had no business getting. I mean, this could not have been much of a secret. I I hear you. I mean, it it is still startling to me the breadth and depth of this scheme. But you're right. Everybody is coming to saying, how could we not have seen this? But the truth is there's a lot of students going through schools. For example, Stanford University, 37,000 students applied to Stanford this year, 4.2% of whom were accepted. So when we start to think about just the masses of humanity trying to get into these schools, but you're right, it's the coveted brand and perception that we have of these schools. But but Princeton, just as Harvard and any other Ivy League school, has a vested interest in protecting their reputation yep. and their name. What are these schools going to do to make sure that they are not tainted in this? I believe, and you're so right to point it out, it's going to be about transparency. I think that is the message now. We heard it from so many college presidents just over the last 24 hours of this since the scandal had broken. 
and I think that it's going to we can continue to be talking about that. What are the admission policies that we're looking for? Doubling down on it being a human process as well as a quantitative process, and there is no special back door for a student that's paying a certain amount of money to get in. You know, the, the irony is that these students, you know, coming from privileged backgrounds, could have gotten the best services, SAT and ACT prep, uh, college admission yeah, advice, that they totally. wouldn't have had to do those things, but they did it anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is what's so shocking. Yeah. You know, you stand back 50 paces and you looked what's happened to the price of a college education. Yes. Not just admissions being difficult, but the cost going through the roof. And you have to say to yourself, look, if people are paying, and this group that went public, $25 million to get into the school of their choice. Have we overvalued this higher? Is this, you know, an asset like any other college education? Is this an asset that we have overvalued? And now we're saying it's worth more than, well, it actually is. Right. I hear, I I still think that college is absolutely worth it. We survey so many thousands and thousands of students and parents of the country saying the same thing, but it is worth it for specific reasons, for the better return on their investment, right, when they're coming out of school. On average, students will make two point two million dollars more over their lifetime if they have a college degree than not. They're, they have lower rates of underemployment. But the thing is, that doesn't mean that just happens at this one cohort of 25 or 100 schools. It can happen, honestly, at any of those 3,000 schools, right? I think, that, I think the value of these Ivy League educations in particular may be yeah. overvalued, but that's one woman's view. I want to get though yeah. to, to something else, sure which is, you know, will we ever see any kind of correction in these prices? Any real? I know hmm. we've seen some retrenchment. Yeah, sure. sure. But will we see real retrenchment? Um, I wish to say that the answer is yes. And you're right. There are a handful of schools, leadership schools, Little Drew University out in New Jersey. Uh, actually, my alma mater scaled back their tuition 20% over the last over the last 12 months of time. And there are a handful of schools that are that are doing that. But what I think that we're we're seeing is um, more visibility into the financial aid process as well as the admission process, yeah. right? And I'm, and I'm looking forward to that conversation. Right. I wish to say that schools were going to scale back their tuition, but I think what we're going to see more discount particularly from students from particular cohorts, and that's what we're going to be watching for on my side. Particular cohorts, what does that mean? Yeah, well, there are new students coming into the process. You know, lots of them are first-generation college. Most of them, many of those students are Latinx, you know, representing Latino, Latina, coming from four states, California, Texas, Florida, and Arizona. So very different from a traditional, let's say, Northeastern student uh, now as well. So that population is shrinking while those four states are growing. I think we're going to have to change the messaging to accommodate those students. So um, I know that a lot of parents out there may be considering lawsuits right now. Yeah. Because if your kid didn't get in and the daughter of a famous actress did, well, you know, Katie bar the door. Here come the lawyers. How will that be resolved? And what would you tell people who are in that situation today? What's the best course? Um, I, I, I think that... You're right. These things are going to happen, and I and I'm waiting to hear what is the direction for this. There has to be a reevaluation process. Whether students were deferred from the admission pool or moved to a waitlist pool, you know, for during during the summertime admission, I still have not heard that conversation. But that's a conversation that has to happen. What is going to be the strategy or the or the protocol from schools named in the indictment or involved in the indictment in some way about reevaluating those students? Do you have any clue of what they're going to do? Are I there don't, any early I mean, signals? You don't I, I, don't, I don't know. There has to be. Some reevaluation, but I don't know how to say that in breadth and depth, you know, with 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 guidance from the schools. We don't have the guidance. One yet. final question: yeah. How different is this really yeah. from deep-pocketed parents who put a ton of money down? They sure. give money to the schools. The kids get in, or it's a legacy at Harvard. Yeah. You know, I went there. Now my kids can go there. You know. Admissions is hard. Yeah, it is hard. It is, is hard. Is that fair? But here, here's the thing. I mean, what I think the difference is here is that there is a guaranteed admission 
into these schools if you follow these two kind of despicable routes, right? The, the, the hoodwinking on both, both the SAT and ACT side as well as the admissions side of the fence. Even families that are blessed financially that give over big development dollars for the right reason to, you know, Or maybe they just look like good prospects and haven't given a dime. That happens too. That happens too, right? There are always, you know, we want to craft a, a great and successful class. That means a great and diverse class coming from different socioeconomic groups and coming from great cross-section of, uh, of national students and international students. Those are things that happen in admission. That's or a reality. Or maybe you just let the kids who have the best scores come in. Well, I mean, there are quantitative metrics. You're right. You have to. I mean, the two biggest quantitative, and we, and we talked about this in the past, GPA, rigor of your courses, SAT and ACT scores are still the biggest gatekeepers, Jerry, yeah. for those 3,000 schools that we keep referring to. So you see a very big difference between people who are getting into these schools because their legacies or mom and dad gave a bunch of money and cheating to get in. It is absolutely, I see a big difference because there's no guarantee on this, this side of the fence. Uh, and I think any school dean of admission, director of admission would say that same thing. But this other route that we've been hearing about through the scandal was a guaranteed admission, you know, if you're paying some sort of a fee and as despicable as those things are. Absolutely. Next steps, what do you expect to hear on this story? I am going to listen for, uh, again, visibility and strategy. What is going to happen not only for this cohort of students in the process now, but as we know, there's a ton of students that are just college bound now, just entering high school and advancing into high school. It's them that we have to, we have to craft a message for what's going to happen in the right. process. Or because they're the perception, lose faith in the system. Yeah. Lose faith in system perception is, gonna, is going to I'm not going to uh, study go that extra hour. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, you know, you're not going to pay $25 million to get me into school. Yeah, no, right, exactly. exactly. Well, I, I hope that that doesn't happen. I hope that, I mean, again, I believe this down to my toes. This is a human process. It has quantitative metrics in it, but it is a glorious and it is an ethical process for the majority of schools. And the majority of students are not faking well, their way in. But, um, but, but I want to hear that same message from deans and directors of our school. Good to see you, my friend. Pleasure. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Rich's Not a Four-Letter Word, the podcast for your wallet. We just heard from Rob Franick, editor-in-chief of the Princeton Review, about the college admissions scandal. Prosecutors have announced that 50 people took part in a scheme that involved cheating on standardized tests or bribing college coaches and school officials to accept students as college athletes, even if the student never played that sport. Two Stanford University students filed a federal lawsuit seeking class action status against the universities named by prosecutors. Frannick, who counsels students and parents about how to gain admission to highly competitive Ivy League schools, described the scandal as despicable and deplorable. He also said this, if you're the parent of a student applying for admission for next fall, don't despair. Seventy percent of the three million students applying for admission will get into their first choice school. And this, statistically, college grads earn $2 million over the course of their careers, much more than non-grads. What's more, college grads have lower rates of unemployment. Also, watch for college admissions administrators to provide more clarity and transparency into admissions protocols. There will be changes to the system to make sure such cheating can't happen again. Take a listen to the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Jerry Willis FBN and on Facebook, where my handle is Jerry Willis. You can also find me on Instagram at Jerry underscore Willis. Bottom line, I want to hear from you. What money issues do you want to explore? Tell me and we'll get it on the podcast. Have a great day. And remember, rich is not a four-letter word.